I'm Devin Leonardi, and you're listening to the DBA Podcast. Today, we're doing business as life and personal performance coach Ariana Gravera. We'll be talking about navigating personal relationships, 10xing self-care, and work-life balance. here with Oriana Guevara. Uh, she is a personal life coach, uh, works with a lot of executives. She's an author, uh, public speaker, uh, graduate of Rollins MBA program down the, down the road here uh, in Orlando. Uh, we're very, very happy to have you on the show. Thank you. It's an absolute pleasure. So I think I want to start off with, you know, just kind of talking a little bit about, you know, what it is you do. Uh, you know, for for someone like me, uh, I pride myself on my avail- ability just to like force myself to get through anything. And I know there have been moments in my life where I needed help, but refused to get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, the classic stereotypical male role. Uh, and you have recently come out with a new book. So tell us a little bit about your new book and how that might fit into that role. Oh, thank you for the opportunity to talk about my new book and what I do. Um, So my book uh, is upcoming. It's currently in a pre-order process. And so my book is called The Brave New Masculine, Liberating Men to Heal, Restore, and Strengthen Their Relationships with Women. So part of what I do as a life and personal performance coach is uh, really centered around relationship coaching and uh, like life coaching in general, right? right? Um, And so the people that I tend to work with the most are uh, business executives, entrepreneurs, uh, career professionals who are, tend to be high achieving individuals. They're in this place in their life where they've been building, building, building in the career and business space and maybe have not placed as much intention or attention on their relationship space. So that part of their life tends to be in a place where, you know, it really is anywhere on a spectrum from like really needs improvement or is like actually really suffering and maybe in danger of losing some important relationships in their life, um, whether that's in their personal rela- uh, relationship space or even the business relationship space. Right? Yeah. Um, so we move into the space where we're like actively having conversations on like how do you personally grow yourself as an individual so that you can attract and keep more high value relationships in your life. Yeah, and I find that, you know, especially now, right, relationships in general, I think to the relationship that I have, Mm -hmm. uh, there are some things, you know, in the past year that have occurred in my life that if I hadn't had such a strong, supportive relationship that I don't know that I would have gotten through. Mm, um, yeah. You know, just to to open up personally, you know, uh, my little brother passed away in a in a terrible accident. I'm sorry to hear uh, that. And it was hard on my whole family, but uh, I was the only person that was not there. Oh, uh, mm. And so I, I kind of dealt with that in a in a pretty decent way, I thought. Uh, but had I not had that sounding board, had I not had that person to lean on. I don't think I'd even be here right now doing this. Wow. Uh, and so I, I think those relationships, especially you know now where you know maybe you have these these people who are you know high success individuals, and they're high output individuals, and they go into the workplace every single day when it's normal, right? And then all of it's different. 
right? right? right. Maybe these people got laid off. Maybe their position was deemed to be extraneous and they don't really need to be there anymore and they lost their job. So what happens with those people? I mean, when you have such a high output individual and all of a sudden just the brakes are cut, yeah. <laughs> what what happens? I mean, what happens is is entirely dependent on that person's mindset and way of thinking and perceiving the situation, right? We talk yeah. about this uh, concept of like what creates suffering in our lives, right? Is it the experience that we're actually going through or is it our perception and the story that we attach to the experience, yeah. essentially the meaning, right? So if a person gets laid off from their job and then the story attached to the experience of that, of, of that right, getting laid off is, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, some somewhere in the realm of like I'm worthless or my life is over or uh, I'm I have less value right anywhere in that space that person is going to struggle a lot more than an individual who looks at that experience and goes you know what thanks you just set me free to follow my dream you know I might not know what that is I might not know how to go about it but now I have I can see this uh, experience of being laid off as a potential opportunity, maybe to connect myself to more influential people who could connect me then to more um, uh, opportunities who might be even more aligned with my life mission, my goals, my purpose, my career path. Who knows? Right. So, you know, when we when we talk about traumatic life experiences and even the one that you had, right? That was mm-hmm. a, an experience of, of grief mm-hmm. um, and tremendous loss. You know, I'm so sorry that you went through that experience in your family as well. What a, it's, it, it really is a tragic loss. I appreciate that. You know, if, uh, what I would say is um, to focus on um, feeling that experience all the way through, yeah. right? And just allowing yourself to be with it and not making yourself wrong yeah. for whatever it is that that felt like for you, yeah. right? I'm so glad that you had a supportive relationship to lean on. Many people don't, yeah. right? Had but that is <laughs> a lot of people, right? Yeah. But I would say, you know, the reason that many people don't have supportive, healthy relationships to lean on when they go through experiences of crisis, um, such as those, is because they haven't actually taken the time right. to cultivate those relationships. Yeah. You know, those relationships take time. And so when we get so driven into a career path, and I did that for many years, the entire first half of my life, right, was just like a, a workhorse, right? Mm-hmm. And it was, I, I, I can look back and consciously realize that I um, prioritized task and achievement, and I deprioritized being present in my relationships, which didn't necessarily take me to the place that I wanted to be in those relationships, <laughs> right. right? So it's like, you're looking at that going like, man, I'm working so hard in life, but why aren't my relationships what I'd like them to be? Mm-hmm. Why aren't they as meaningful or fulfilling as I'd like them to be? You know, and at the end of the day, I, I, I always come back to personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, if my relationships aren't where they, um, where I would like them to be, I need to take personal responsibility over cultivating what I would like them to be with yeah. those people yeah. know, or with new people. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with that more. Yeah. I think um, there's a, a lot that goes into a person's psyche, mm-hmm. right? And vulnerability and setting yourself up to be vulnerable with people is a hard thing for anyone to do, Very. especially males. Right. Uh, Setting yourself up to let someone get to know you. So I think that there tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that in a lot of, you know, masculine, you know, hierarchy in the job world, there is this block. 
that's set up in a lot of these people. Do you see that a lot? I do see that, yeah. I, I see the deprioritization of relationships um, in a lot of men that I work with on a, in a coaching capacity, mm-hmm. but I also see that the, the priority is p- placed on uh, production, mm-hmm. right? Production and providing is yeah. what I would call it. And so when the emphasis uh, on a man is that his life purpose is production and providing, Mm -hmm. then that doesn't leave a lot of space for a conversation about um, how he could find uh, fulfillment through loving relationships, healthy relationships, or even just exploring what a healthy, loving relationship would be with himself, right? right? What it would mean for him to chase his dreams as opposed to just like consistently being hit with like, you're responsible for providing, you know? So when we, when we really unpack that for a lot of men, what it, what we realize is that it actually leads men into this place where they are necessarily looking or, or um, have kind of walked down this path where they've been successful in providing um, and have been successful in essentially like the hunt, mm-hmm. right? right? But the hunt hasn't led them to the place where they feel fulfilled. Right. You know, they might have a nice home, nice cars, nice material things, have their kids in a nice, a good school, right? They might be providing very well, right? A plus, but they're not fulfilled in their heart space, right? So there might be some depression, some sadness, some anxiety there. And also this generalized feeling of like, nobody understands that. Mm -hmm. Or if I say anything about it, people are gonna look at me like, you know, I'm an a-hole, yeah. right? Or like, I'm ungrateful, right? Um, which is really a, a an interesting conversation, right? For people who are in a space where they have been able to, let's say, accumulate wealth or things or the things essentially that society says you should have mm-hmm. um, and look at that and say, oh, I have all these things or I have had all these opportunities and I still don't feel fulfilled, right? People look at that as in I'm not grateful or appreciative of my blessings. Uh-huh, That's correct. not what that person is saying <laughs> at all. Right. What they're saying is just like, I have all this and I thought that get me to a certain place of feeling and it hasn't. So what else is there? Wow. Right. And typically there is something else. There's yeah. a lot more yeah. to life than just like chasing and producing and being in the hunt. You know, it. yeah, I, I, I think that attributing meaning to obstacles, to to loss, to anything really. Attributing your own personal meaning to whatever has happened to you is absolutely essential in your personal growth, right? In understanding the issue itself uh, and putting it in a frame in your own life that you can be okay with. Yeah, uh, right. For me personally, that was what I had to do. You know, you you lose uh, a nine-year-old little boy who's been part of your life, you know, for nine years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But you, you lose someone like that who has a whole life ahead of them. And you really have to choose how you're going to view that. Yeah. And how it's going to affect you going forward. Mm-hmm. I, at the time, I was running a tech company. I was... I loved my job. I worked really, really hard at it, and I was part of that startup for almost four years. Uh, and you know, I I worked really, really hard. But by the end of it, I was just strung out. I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't really care anymore. I felt like I was working all the time, and it was costing me some relationship kind of uh, status. And I didn't want that. Uh, and I, I'll never forget, you know, kind of the moment where I, the switch just kind of flipped. I had, you know, I did my last install with everything and it didn't end smoothly. 
and I still regret that. It didn't end the way that I wanted it to with that job, and, and that's okay. It is what it is. I can't take it back. I can't change any of it. Uh, but I had to make a decision for myself to, to kind of step away and find something else. I had no idea what it meant. I had no idea what I was going to do next. And I remember walking upstairs or walking down here from my upstairs office. I was a member here at the time saying, Hey, I, this is my 30 days notice. I'm moving out of my office. And it's weird how, when you kind of align your thoughts and purposes together, that something happens. Right. And when I gave my 30 days notice, they asked me what I was going to do next. And I said, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. I, I have some money saved up. I'll probably just hang out for a little bit and wait for something to happen. Uh, you know, do my due diligence and all that. But I'm going to take some time off. <laughs> I'm going to take Good a step you. away from this because I, I need to. Yeah. Uh, and I remember them just kind of like there was a, hey, what are you going to do next? And then there was a long silence because mm. I, I wasn't sure. I, I wasn't totally sure. And I just said, you know what? I don't really know. And at that point, I, there was that long silence and they just said, would you consider working here? Yeah. See how fast that showed up. Yeah. Wow. Out of nowhere. And so I, uh, the point I'm making with that is when you kind of take some of this stuff and you internalize it and internalize it in a way that is constructive and, you know, you do things for yourself that are motivated to get you to a better place, then all these other things start to fall in line. All of that behind you starts to fall in line. Um, I love what I do. I, I really do love it. I, I get to affect businesses on a large scale every single day and not just one, 200 of them. And it feels really, really good, you know, to be able to provide a space, to be able to provide experiences, to be able to provide all of these different things to me is now really what matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so <laughs> it's just strange, you know, like you were saying, it, it's what frame you put yourself in. It is entirely. I, I thank you for sharing that story, yeah, by the way. That's a really compelling story. I think what most people would ask, and I, I had a similar experience where I, I left my career path that I was on for 15 years, mm. you know, and, and people kind of have this reaction like, you know, how are you just going to walk away from 15 <laughs> years? And I'm like, I'm not walking away, mm. right? Like I'm following another calling, yeah. right? And just the the trust and realization that it takes the, to know, right? Like an inner knowing, it's almost, it, it can be hard yeah. to explain if you haven't experienced it, but that inner knowing that, that whatever I do next is the next thing I'm supposed to be doing right. with my life, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't need to know exactly what that's gonna look like right now, I just know that I'm fe- being, uh, I feel that I'm being called yeah. into it and that now is the time to step into that. So when you can step into that uncertainty, of course, like mitigating uncertainty as much as you can, yeah. um, but not getting into a place where you let that uncertainty, uh, uncertainty paralyze us yeah. with fear. You know, because that's the other thing, like we can we can judge it and we mm-hmm. the calling, right, to mm-hmm. move into something else. We can judge it and we can fear it and we can sit there and go like, you know, I can't walk away from this. I've already spent and invested too much time, too much energy. But the fact is, like, the calling just gets stronger over time, yeah. you know. And in the very least, the calling might not be directing you somewhere, but the calling might be letting you very clearly know that where you're at ain't it. Yeah. Right? And that you need to move out of that. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I felt for a long time was, like, wow, my career is really um, very destructive to my health and well-being. Mm. I was total workaholic. 
I was working 80 plus hours a week. I was taking my work home. I was having major anxiety all of the time uh, over the work I was doing with people, which was like a really high stakes, uh, like crisis management type of role on a college campus. And um, I felt, you know, I felt depressed. I felt sad. I felt worried. There was just no way for me to turn that off. And I had, so I felt um, in my life like I had no peace in my inner world, Mm -hmm. I had no peace in my outer world at work, and then I started manifesting no peace in my home world, in my relationship, right? So it was like, where do you go to hide from your whole life? Yeah. (laughs) Like, there's no escaping that, right? It's in your face. Yeah, and there's ramifications for that. There are major ramifications. Um, I think you probably know that better than most. Yeah. Um, You know, from from what I know about you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you know, it's out there, you know, I I do my research, I know things, Mm -hmm. Uh, well, Google knows things mostly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, from from the job that you had and, and what you were doing, I've been there. You know, I yeah. worked on a college campus. That was the first job I had. When I was in college, I worked for the yeah. Office of Residence Life. Yeah. And we dealt with those types of issues. Yeah, definitely. And I think you know what issues I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, about. yeah. Um, you know, Title IX is a, is mm-hmm. a bear. Mm-hmm. And it's it's uncomfortable in a lot of different ways. It is. And you do take that stuff home with you. Yeah. And I think that... Like it's a, impossible not to. Yeah. I think, like I said, there, there are ramifications for that. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about what that meant for you. Yeah. What were the ramifications on your side from carrying that stress around mm. uh, from, from doing business that way? Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. And I, I imagine that a lot of people really... Um, have this same experience, but I, 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 I will acknowledge that I, I see that in hindsight. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that at the time, yeah. right? Um, this idea that you could be entirely immersed in a very high stress, high, um, high touch, high context, uh, crisis management type of role or career path or anything that's just in like a, a space where you are um, constantly called to be on, mm-hmm. right? That you could immerse yourself in that for that many hours per week, right? We're talking 50, 60 plus hours a week, not do any self-care because <laughs> who the heck has time for that, right? Um, and then at the same time, not take that home into your relationships where you know, and into your, your family space or yeah. with whomever you either reside with or you interact with on a regular basis. I mean, that's almost impossible. Yeah. You know, because uh, everything is is energetic. So now we're we're operating in a space where the energy is heavy and painful, right? And so if we're not doing anything to actually relieve ourselves of that painful energy before we, you know, go home and play with our kids, for example, um, or go home and, and be with our spouse, they're going to feel that. Yeah. You know, they're going to feel that. We're going to come across in a way that's. Uh, essentially, you know, tired, turned <laughs> off, not wanting to engage, not wanting to um, really talk about anything. And right. that, those are some of the things that happened to me. You know, I really felt like uh, I've talked so much today and I've been in it so much with people. Like, I just, I don't have time to have this conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Like the work that I'm involved in requires me to be with people's emotions so much that I couldn't be in 
emotion with my partner at home, mm-hmm. right? It was it was just too difficult to actually stay in that space, yeah. you know, and I just wanted to, to completely turn off my brain when I got home. I didn't want to interact, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, but I also wasn't doing anything to support myself to be able to like have a smoother transition from work to home, yeah. you know? I, I just didn't have that consciousness at the time. Yeah. So that's one of the things that I teach people now, right? Like, and really no matter what role we're in, I would say, just based on what's happening in the world today, you know, I tell people you need to 10x your self care right now. Yeah. Like 10x. Like tell me everything you've been doing for self care, right? And some 10 people times have more of that. Right? <laughs> and some people already have a tiny list, right? And I'm like, you need to 20x. <laughs> you know? But you know, for people, let's say they've been doing some stuff, I'm like, no, you need to 10x your self care right now if you're going to stay emotionally balanced and stable and be able to be present with your friends and family and not to mention friends and family, but also your clientele. Yeah. You know, if you're a business owner um, with your with your clients, with your colleagues, you know, if you're going to be able to do that and be there for the people who really need you, mm-hmm. you need to 10x your self care. Wow. Today. Yeah. Not tomorrow. Done. Don't don't wait. <laughs> Done. I'm going to golf nine more holes than there I usually you do. You say you know 10x all of these these things the mm-hmm. the you know the things that bring you joy the things that you know are self care, but how do you do that now? Yeah. How do you do that when you're in a work from home situation where in the middle of a Zoom call your kids are climbing on the chair behind you, <laughs> uh, or your cat runs across the desk or or random yeah. stuff where you're constantly involved with business and family at the same time. Yeah, yeah, that's so, so good. Such a good question. So for people who are working from home right now, and oftentimes like it, their spouse is in the home, their kids are in the home, right? It's like, uh, I'm, I'm, what I call it is like uh, relationship overload, <laughs> right? Or proximity overload. Yeah. Like we're spending way too much time together, right? Before in the past, it was like, we're not spending enough time together, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Quality time. Now it's like, can you please leave, you know? <laughs> so it's 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 going to be different for every person right like you have to be able to find the thing that works for you maybe for you that's waking up an hour earlier in the morning so that you can focus on doing things uh, that are just for you there's something called victory hour uh, for people who are fans of Robin Sharma um, he recommends waking up at 5 a.m. you don't have to wake up that early to engage in victory hour but victory hour basically is 20 minutes of meditation 20 minutes of journaling um, and another 20 minutes of exercise, right? And so during that time frame, like could you wake up one hour earlier and do all of those things or any of those things in any combination, right? Including the consumption of like healthy media. That's what right. I call it, healthy media, right? Like yeah. this is this means like you're not on your phone, you're not on social media platforms during that hour. You're you, If you're consuming media, like you're reading, you're listening to a book, um, you might be listening to a podcast or something like that, but what you're consuming is content that is healthy and to grow you mind, body, heart, spirit in that realm, right? Um, So that's an option. You know, if you can't do that, wake up early in the morning to do that. Could you do that for one hour, you know, before you go to bed? Or could you do that for an hour in the middle of the day, you know? Mm -hmm. Middle of the day kinds of stuff is a little bit harder, right? There's a lot going on in the middle of the day. You know, some people have time for it. Some people, you know, can't. But, you know, when you're having your meal, your lunch meal during the day, what I recommend for people is actually step away from your computer to eat that meal, you know? And don't eat that meal standing like take the time to actually enjoy a meal right that might be the only meal all day (laughs) that that you enjoy yeah right (laughs) that you don't eat like in a rush in your car 
you know, mm-hmm. or I guess like what used to be in your car is now like standing at the bar top at your house, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, sit down <laughs> and eat your food. <laughs> you know, it sounds silly, Devin, it yeah. really does, you know, cause it sounds like something, although that's too simple, you know, but you know, these little simple, small things actually do add up and they mm-hmm. make a difference, right? Yeah. If you were to even, um, just for example, when you're getting ready for work in the morning or when you're um, you know, retiring for the evening. If you just make the process of uh, getting ready for bed or getting ready for work into a routine where you actually start to engage in that process at the same time, mm-hmm. for, for the most part, every night, you know, yeah. or at least Monday through Friday, um, engage in that process at the same time every night, do the same thing and make it an experience, mm-hmm. not a task. Right. That's what I tell people. Like if it's a, if for example, if like getting a massage is a task on your to-do list, yeah. you're not even gonna wanna get a massage. No. <laughs> you're no. gonna be like, you know, I have more important things to do. Yeah. That's where your brain's gonna go. Yeah. Like I have other tasks that are more important than that task. So I'm gonna work through the time when I could be, you know, getting a massage. Yeah. And then you just like, start to back out of all of your self-care, right? So let's say just getting ready in the morning, let's say the process of like showering and getting dressed. That could be an experience, yeah, sure. you know, light a candle, you know, like make, <laughs> create turn, some ambiance, create some ambiance, yeah. <laughs> like, like, or like do that with the, with your partner, like yeah. do something to make that an experience, not a task on your to-do list, yeah. you know, and if, if you're in a relationship already, if you could turn that into an opportunity to create meaningful connection with your partner, even better. Yeah. You know, why not? Yeah, okay, wow. Rather than rushing through your morning and then rushing to your coffee, rush to the computer, right? And the whole day then, feel, it, it gets, uh, it, you end up picking up this frantic momentum, mm-hmm. you know, first yeah. thing in the morning. And then you keep, what we, that's what we don't realize is that you, you stay in that frantic yeah. momentum all day. And then when we're in that frantic momentum, we end up creating uh, chaos inside ourselves. Yeah. So again, we create chaos yeah. outside of ourselves. So now what are we doing? Where, you know, you forgot this, you missed a call or you got on late, you, you know, dropped something, you stub your toe, right? It's a whole sequence and series of events throughout the day that keeps you frantic. Whereas if you start your day, you know, with even 20 minutes of meditation, Devin, I'm telling you, will make a yeah. world of difference yeah, for absolutely. you. Absolutely, I, I th- I'm a firm believer in, you know, your day goes how you start it. Yeah. Right. And yes. I, I usually, I'm an early riser. I always yeah. have been, even when I was a kid, I yeah. was up before everybody else. Yeah. And I was sitting there watching my, you know, Saturday morning cartoons at mm-hmm. seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> as, as a child, that's a weird thing, really. Uh, so I wasn't totally always of that mindset, but mm-hmm. now that I'm older, right, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I really think a lot about how I start my day, mm-hmm. uh, how it really begins. Right, I make my bed every morning. Yes, that's an Im- important part of the so day. Important. Just because it brings me peace. Yeah, uh, it's my, a small win too. Right. Yeah, yeah, you start accumulating small wins. My significant other all the time asks me, "Hey, you know, why does this need to be put away? Mm. Why does this need to be out of here? Because it brings me peace. Yeah. Because when things are put away, it brings me peace. 
enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to have a and, neat and tidy and I space. Need that. <laughs> I don't want to come home at the end of the day yeah. and walk in and it's a disaster area. I want to yeah. come home at the end of the day and just be able to sit down and not have to worry about all the things. And that's one of the things I do yeah. for self care. Yeah. Right? Is at the end of the day, if I know I need to detach myself from what's happened at work, I go and I sit down, no TV. Mm-hmm. I might be on my phone for a little bit, but most of it is as I'm reading articles about this, that, that or the other thing that aren't related to work. Yeah, I'm reading stuff about sports and, and mm-hmm. things like that. I'm, I'm a big sports person. Uh, and so the other other part of that is uh, you know, basketball for me. Yeah. Is I, before this all happened and when the basketball court was open in my gym, mm-hmm. I used to wake up every single morning go shoot, get that nice. done. And yeah. that was my, like, this is how I start my day. This is how I get my peace. I'll go run on the treadmill for a little bit and then I'll go home. Mm-hmm. And that's a great start. Yeah, That's good. a great start to the day. A lot of that stuff has kind of fallen by the wayside. And so I do find myself kind yeah. of in this realm over here where it feels a little hectic every day. Yeah. Uh, find another way to get that yeah. activity. You yeah, know? Absolutely. Maybe you can't go to the same place to play basketball, but yeah. depending on where you live, you know, could you put up a basketball hoop in your driveway? Think about it. Could you <laughs> do any number of different things, right? Mm-hmm. Or change uh, change the type of exercise you're doing, right? Yeah. If you like biking, if you like running, if you mm-hmm. like any number of other things, right? Yeah. And then there's something that you said that I actually like made a little mental note about because I I know because I love it. I love it. And it is a form of Mm -hmm. self-care, which you probably didn't even realize. But you mentioned how you ask your partner for what you need Mm -hmm. and you tell her why you need that Mm -hmm. thing, because it creates peace Mm -hmm. in my world. Right Mm -hmm. now, that might not be everybody's reason for why they need a certain thing. But when we communicate our boundaries and what we need from our partner and how they can help us, man, that relieves like a, a pounds of mental and emotional weight <laughs> on our shoulders. You know, like if I have to, if I have to operate in a relationship where I have to guess what my partner's needs are and I have oh. to wonder and I have to kind of like test the boundaries and you know let me throw this up there and see if that <laughs> sticks and see if he likes that or he hates it or what if this like man that is an exhausting relationship yeah, absolutely you know so giving your partner information very clearly stated mm-hmm. you know especially especially when they ask why yeah. um just giving a very clear response like mm-hmm. you know when i have a decluttered space it helps me not have a decluttered mind yeah. <laughs> it helps me be you know Uh, like I'm like I'm living in peace in my space like it helps me and that's how you could help me right and so who doesn't want to help their partner be happier and live better right like I might not like putting the thing away but I'm going to put the thing away because it helps my partner feel more peaceful right and at the end of the day I'm going to benefit from my partner feeling peaceful so why not (laughs) you know I think that one of the things that people need to focus on especially now is, is is themselves Right. And mentally, you know, how do you wake up in the morning? How do you approach your day? How do you end your day? Yeah. Those those things kind of set you up for how it's going to go. Yeah, entirely. Entirely. I get people on like a, a relatively flexible, but also like very clearly stated um, daytime routine, yeah. you know, that includes a morning routine how they're going to run their day mm-hmm. and an evening routine. You wow. know, when I talk to people that they tell me, oh, I just, I can't in the mornings, it's this and that, right? Like they're suffering about their morning. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. Tell me about your night before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you and they're like, what do you mean the night before? I'm like, what do you mean? What do I mean? 
<laughs> right? Like you show me how you ended your night and I'll tell you how you're going to start your day tomorrow. Yeah. You know, you end your night on a bad note. You end your night, you know, staying on Amazon till 3 a.m. buying <laughs> junk you don't need. <laughs> Guess what? Yeah. You know, like, like that's going to create a, a series of events throughout uh, the rest of not only your next day, but it could even pour over into the following days, you know, that you're gonna be thinking to yourself on Monday, like, I really wish I didn't stay up on Friday night till 3 a.m., right? Because you're still suffering the consequence days later, you know? So if we can get somebody on a routine, and even if they have to like flex the times a little bit, you know, uh, as they're actually living it out, you know, and they realize like, oh, okay, I can't, I can't pause for meditation for 20 minutes at 4:30 mm-hmm. p.m. You know, every day. I need yeah. to do that at a different time of day, or I need to be doing something else that's self-care related at that time. Yeah. You know, um, then we go ahead and start like incorporating something so that they can actually see like at this time I'm doing this, I'm doing that. This is how I transition in my workday. Right, I'm going to spend two hours in the most strategic high level work that I need to focus on first thing in the morning, right? Because that's when we have the greatest mental capacity Mm -hmm. and decision-making ability. So I get people into a place in their daily routine where they are walking in the door of their office, right? Whether that's a home office or somewhere else, first thing you're doing at least the first two hours is you're being the strategist in your business, Right. right? You're doing high level work. Then you can transition into more management type of work in the middle of your day, right? And then you transition into tactical work in the last half of your day. Um, And then I uh, recommend for people to do some type of uh, personal care transition in between when they are moving out of their workday and into their home, uh, the last half of their day, which is usually like home or family time, especially if you have a spouse and or kids at home. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, 20 minutes of quiet time or if you're just getting your quiet time on your commute, like whatever it is that you need for self-care transition. Because this is the thing, Devin, we, we exert so much of ourselves in our workday, right? The people that I work with, I mean, we're talking about high-level executives, entrepreneurs, you know, career professionals, people who are out there grinding, right? They're doing great things. But they're exerting so much of their capacity throughout the day. And then, as we know about our energy and our decision-making capacity, that diminishes as the day goes on. And then our family, who's eagerly awaiting our arrival at home, what do they get, right? They, they're getting a diminished return. Yeah. And that makes me sad, yeah. right? So if we could do something as simple as spending you know, 20 to 30 minutes just like doing some kind of really simple self-care transition between your workday and the, the last half of your day when you're at home with family, so that you can actually walk into the, the, the door of your household refreshed, feeling good, uh, not feeling like I don't want to talk, mm-hmm. you know, feeling like you're excited and happy to be home, you know, do whatever you need to do so that you walk into the door and return to your spouse and kids in that energy space yeah. rather than in a depleted energy space where people are walking on eggshells around us because they don't know how to be your act because they don't know what to expect. Wow. Right. That's problematic. That's extremely powerful. Thank you. In a lot yeah. of different ways. Yeah. I think, uh, first of all, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thanks for sitting down with us and talking. I personally have learned now more about myself in the last 30 minutes uh, <laughs> than I have in probably the last year. 
Um, wow. You know, just thinking about all the things that I do and how much more self-care I should probably do, even though yeah. I do a lot, some time for myself to do those things. So my last question for you is this, mm -hmm. and it's that kitschy question that I'm probably going to ask every single person that's yeah. on this show. <laughs> if you had to describe what it's like to do business as Oriana for yeah. a day, a month, a year, what is it? Mm. Man, um, I would say that it's fulfilling and fun. And the reason for that is because I wake up to my purpose every day. And I recognize that my the, the purpose of my life is to be in helpful service to others. Right. So if I, as, as long as I can wake up in the morning and say, like, OK, today I get I get to. Right. How blessed am I? I get to be in service to other people in a helpful way. I get to support people in their personal growth and well-being. I get to hold space for people who are struggling in life and show them that there's another way to live. Man. Wow. Super fulfilling and fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's very powerful. Yeah. Um, yeah, you've definitely, you've given me some fulfillment. Thank you've you. given our listeners that as well. I hope so. Uh, and so I thank you very much from the from the bottom of my heart, from probably the bottom of Vix over there. <laughs> you know, we thank you for being here and sharing your knowledge with us. Thank you. I appreciate that. So before we end, I also want to make sure that, you know, you get a shout out for that book. Uh, so where can we find it? Where can we pre-order? Yeah. Where can we find you? Where can we get a hold of you? Because I think this is going to be valuable to a lot of different people. Yeah, yeah. Um, thanks so much for asking. So if my book is on pre-order, as we talked about earlier, it's The Brave New Masculine, Liberating Men to Heal, Restore, and Strengthen Their Relationships with Women. The entire purpose of the book is that you strengthen your relationships with other people when you look within and strengthen that relationship with yourself. So it's going to be an awesome read. It's currently on pre-order. If you uh, visit CoachOriana.com, my website, there's a pre-order link right on the first top of the page. Um, you could also uh, find me on social media. I'm uh, pretty much every social media platform. I'm at Coach Oriana. Yeah, find me at CoachOriana.com. Pre-order online. I love the support. I'm super excited about this book. I think it's going to change people's lives and change people's perspective. Um, for a long time, I thought to myself, like, how am I qualified to talk about you know, an issue that is primarily about and for men? Mm -hmm. You know. But I also didn't hear anybody out there having that conversation yeah. in a meaningful way, you yeah. know? And the people who were having that conversation in a meaningful way were absolutely getting pummeled yeah. for having it. Interesting. You know? So I thought to myself, you know what? I, I think I am qualified to have this conversation and I'm, I'm passionate about the topic, about supporting men um, to grow themselves and to grow their relationships. And um, I think it's necessary. So I'm super excited to see what'll come of yeah. this book. Well, thanks so much for sharing that. Yeah, hop online and coachoriana.com. Get you. it pre-ordered. Um, you know, we'll put some links in, in the episode descriptions and all of that stuff. Hopefully to. drive some more traffic there for you. Uh, but I think it could be beneficial for all of our listeners to go ahead, take a look at that. Uh, head to our website. If you can schedule some time with her, do it. Yeah, you it's can get on my beneficial. calendar. Um, <laughs> I have scheduling links on my calendar. I offer complimentary consultations. So happy to talk with anyone and um, super happy to be in collaboration with VentureX Orlando. Uh, going forward, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much, Ariana. Thank you. Yeah.